0: So many text messages are flooding in about cars and how long we keep them. And, of course, I'm hearing from all the people that have (laughs) had cars that seem to last forever. Let's jump to line one before we get to our guests real quick. Hey, Mary, thank you for listening to the show. So what year is your car? Uh, I have a 2001 Lincoln Town Car and a 2001 Ford 150 truck. And they're both still running? Oh my God, they're beautiful. They've been garage kept. The car only has seventy seven thousand miles on it. Oh, I'm the little old lady who drives to church <laughs> on Sunday. And well, the truck has one hundred sixty five thousand miles on it. When you sell those, you're not going to have any problem. In fact, we probably have people at the radio station who would buy a car with seventy seven thousand miles on it. Hey, oh no, I can't sell it. I love it. <laughs> I bet. Thank you for calling. Tom Appell is with us. Tom is the with Consumer Guide automotive and tom the latest numbers show that people are keeping their cars for over 12 years
1: yeah it sounds crazy but it's not and and one of the funny things that's happened i think is that auto design has sort of normalized in the last couple of decades so we're not aware how old cars on the road are they just don't look that different anymore but the age of cars really yeah they're sneaking up on us there's cars on the road that are 20 years old all the time and we probably your neighbors have one
0: Uh, Somebody just sent in a text and said, hey, if you want a car that lasts a long time, don't buy American. But that's not true anymore, is it?
1: No, it's really not. And that was very true going into the 90s. And I think that the reputation and stigma well-earned by American manufacturers uh, is dated now. So
0: how do we keep our car running for 12 years? I just traded in a 9-year-old car with 300,000 miles on it. When they said they'd give me 14,000, I handed them the keys and said, it's, it's yours. <laughs> take it off my hands, please. Uh, I was shocked I got anything for it. But, you know, there has been a point the past year where people wanted used cars. And I don't know, what, what do they do with a car with 300,000 miles on it? Does the dealer just get rid of it, take it to auction? Or do they try and resell something like that?
1: No, that's generally auction. A dealer doesn't want that that on their lot, typically. If it's a brand-name dealer that sells new cars as well, they won't want a car that old. But surprisingly, dealers, brand-name dealers, Chevy Ford, something like that, Nissan, are increasingly selling vehicles with more than 100,000 miles on the odometer. Part of that is because the 100,000-mile stigma isn't what it used to be, and part of that is there's just a shortage right now of nearly new used cars.
0: I got a text from somebody that said they bought their 2014 VW Golf when they were 50, and they told their family, it's going to be the last car I buy, and they all laughed at her, but (laughs) there is a chance. So how do we keep our car running and on the road for 12 or 13? Some of these people have cars that are 20 years old that are texting me right now.
1: Yeah, 200,000 miles is a new 100,000, and it's not that hard to do in modern cars. The key is really not to abuse your car, uh, and that means maybe not lending it to your teenage boy. The other thing is just just to do the regular maintenance, which is not that complicated or expensive.
0: Yeah, I think the only thing that I did on that Toyota 4Runner in nine years, lots of brakes because it's a heavy car and I'm in bumper-to-bumper traffic, and um, oil changes. That was it.
1: Oil changes are a big deal, and one of the nice things about oil changes is if you go to a dealership or a chain oil change store, they they promise to and generally do inspect all the other things too. So your coolant gets checked, your brake fluid gets checked, uh, things like that, and that helps prevent or helps preserve the life of the car as well.
0: My gosh! So what else? And and here's here's another question: Do we go to the dealership for the oil change? You know, the the brand that you bought, or do you go to a mom and pop shop that you trust?
1: That's a good question, and one of the things is that dealerships traditionally have charged more for oil changes, so it seems like a a slam dunk that you don't go there. But increasingly, and especially in the last 10 years, dealers have started charging sort of market rates, sort of quick-loop rates for oil changes, because they want you to come back. They want to keep that relationship going. They also want to spot things that they can sell you. You know, if there's something legitimately wrong with your car, they would love to fix it as opposed to someone else. Um, So I would think that at least during warranty, it probably makes sense to take your car back to the dealer because if something is wrong, they can fix that as well.
0: This is Tom Appel with Consumer Guide Automotive. So big opinions on this. Good gas, regular gas. Can you buy it at Walmart or Sam's Club? Does it make a difference?
1: Um, here's the funny thing about gas these days. Most of it is almost exactly the same. A lot of the stuff that comes out of, like, Northwest, I'm sorry, Northwest Indiana, for example, is rebranded for a bunch of different brands. I think you want to go with a brand you trust. uh, And if you like Shell, you like Mobil, you like something like that, stick with it. Um, The thing about gasoline, too, is if you know that someone's had a problem at a dealership, don't ever go there. (laughs) Uh, There's there's no point to it.
0: And um, what about keeping your car clean?
1: There's a lot of talk about that and about how that may preserve the, the, the condition of the car, but that's not as true as it used to be. I think that if you hit the car wash once a month just to make sure all the grime is gone, you're probably in good shape. The thing about paint finishes now is that they're coated. There's, there's a great clear coat protection on the, on the paints. Cars really don't rust anymore, which is a wonderful thing. I don't know how many people remember seeing rusty cars. Yeah. You don't see them anymore, and that's a great thing. Uh, I don't think it's imperative that you wash your car, but you probably should.
0: And what about the check engine light? I mean, does that need immediate attention? Because it seems like every car we have, at some point, the check engine light comes on.
1: It does. And, and it's funny how often that's usually related to the emission system. And it's usually just something called an oxygen sensor. Uh, you probably want to do it because your engine's not going to run right when that light comes on. You're going to be wasting gas probably. You're not doing any good for the environment. You're probably not in huge trouble. That's the good news about a check engine light.
0: So you're telling us that cars look good, they're not going to rest. Having a car that's 12 or 15 years old is the new norm.
1: It kind of is the new norm, yeah. Just do the regular maintenance. You know, another word about that, too. When you get higher up in the miles, 70, 80, 90, or over 100,000 miles, there are very significant things that the owner manual suggests that you do. Make sure you do those. (laughs) Because if you don't, you're probably in for a huge expense.
0: And you're saying there is no difference between American-made and um, foreign-made cars, that it used to be an issue, but now the American cars are lasting just as long?
1: Uh, Nearly as long. This is a brand-by-brand thing, and it seems like Toyota still has its its edge way at the top of the list, but but American makes are doing just as well. There's Buick, for example, which I think was, uh, according to J.D. Powers, the second-best brand last year, and that's a traditional American brand. So I would not worry about the nation of origin anymore.
0: And what about ethanol?
1: Ethanol is a problem, I think. Uh, we're talking about going to 15% ethanol this summer to sort of ease the demand on oil. But the problem with ethanol is, is that the energy content is lower, and ethanol is known to wear away on the fuel system. So we have ethanol in Illinois that's 10% in the gasoline, right, so it's E10. Uh, and that's been working pretty well. They talking about moving to E15. I'm a little worried about that and what it could do to your engine. Uh, not to your engine, but your fuel system.
0: Interesting. Anything else you want to share with our audience before I let you go?
1: Yeah, this is just a great time to finally start looking for a car. The supply of new cars is higher than it's been in like two and a half years. So if you're looking, you might be able to get the car you want in the color you want with the options you want, finally.
0: Mm, yeah, because I, I was on a six-month waiting list for just a regular old vehicle. <laughs> you
1: know? yeah, a lot of people were.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us, Tom. We appreciate your expertise.
1: Oh, the pleasure was mine. Thank you.
0: Tom Appel Consumer Guide Automotive. Lauren has your three o'clock news coming up next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. Chicago.